0: This is Copilots, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show... But, you know, we we watch some other ones and stuff. This is interstitial content. We don't have to do this now.
1: But we did watch the first episode of a show.
0: We watched the first two episodes of several shows. Because this time we have something special. It's not just going to be interstitial content. It's going to be Copilots' Fright Flight.
1: Our potentially annual... Maybe. Who knows? I get lazy sometimes. Anthology series where we review multiple horror shows that grace the realms of the internet... And they're pretty much free for you to find.
0: Yeah. So, this year, and maybe only this year, we decided to go with some YouTube horror shows.
1: We found four of them for you.
0: Yes. They're all rather short. We definitely could watch more than two episodes, but that's not what we do.
1: <laughs> that would not be what we do.
0: <laughs> that requires more work, guys.
1: I know we could definitely could have done more than four, but I figured these four gives us a pretty good range of, like, classic YouTube horror. Yeah. And really recent youtube horror that's really high quality yeah and and ranges between low and high quality in the way it's recorded and shot. so the first one is a literal classic
0: supposedly i don't know that's what he says
1: it's about 11 years old now and while it didn't start the creepypasta it did lay the groundwork for everything that would come from it and that is marble hornets some of you probably don't know what that is
0: i was thinking twitch stream marbles something about hornets
1: So, Marble Hornets is a found footage style show. My favorite. That documents a series of encounters a film student has with the now infamous Slenderman. Woo. Yeah, Slenderman's kind of overdone now and a little
0: overhyped, but... Dude, I was annoyed with him from the get-go and all the bullshit when it first happened. I was like... This is stupid as fuck. But this oh is kind of like God.
1: the first Slenderman media that like popularized the character. Yeah, I guess it's a thing that
0: exists, guys.
1: Yeah. So we we technically watched three videos for the Marble Hornets because the first video is an introduction that lays the groundwork for the entire series. It's... I did
0: protest that we should just watch the introduction of the next one, but
1: I was overruled. Apparently, we would, we would have got almost no content. I mean, we are we got almost no content for any of
0: these. The last one that we watched basically has no content, anyways.
1: That's fair, it's that's of the future, but... So, Marble Hornets, like I said, the idea is it's a found footage, Um, and our narrator, the one who's typing all the the information on the screen for us...
0: Mind you, according to him, all these experts are raw, unedited. unedited footage, but he has text overlaid on them, so he's a fucking liar.
1: Yeah, so he claims he got these tapes from a friend of his in college, Alex Crawley, who was... Working on a film project entitled Marble Hornets. Yes. Um, they were shooting about a mile away from Alex's home, deep in the woods.
0: Alex was. His other friend was involved. The one who's OP, original poster, is not involved in yeah. any of this.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, the narrator's not involved with any of this. So, his friend gave him these videos because he's like, I just don't want to see these any, anymore. He stopped fil- his
0: film it back in 06. Because... The... Due to unworkable
1: conditions on set. And... Apparently, all the actors and people involved were suffering undue stress, and they canceled it, they cleaned up, and Alex was like, I don't want to see these tapes ever again, fucking burn them. And like a good friend, the narrator-
0: Didn't do that.
1: Didn't burn them. Nope. He took them, stuck them in his closet, and forgot about them for three years. Yes. Also, just after he was given the tapes, his friend moved away, and he hasn't heard from him since.
0: They haven't talked in three years. He hadn't watched the tape in three years. Well, now it's three years later. He found the tapes. Let's watch through them. He'll post the weird shit.
1: Yep, and apparently the tapes are unnumbered and unordered, so... This is not
0: a fucking film project. Fuck off. Who the fuck goes into a project, especially if they're, like, film school where they're being taught shit, not having it organized anyway, not, like, labels, no timestamps on the video, which we all know timestamps are pretty easy to get of from video if you're doing it
1: correctly. Well, also, on top of that, this series has 87 entries, which would imply at least 87 tapes. Yeah, and he's
0: watching through multiple tapes. Like, the first clip we get, he's watched through multiple tapes already, and found, like, a 55-second-long thing. This shit has to be organized. Fuck off.
1: Yep. So the first couple tapes, are narrators, like you said, said there was nothing unusual. This is entry one now, we're no longer in the introduction. This is the first episode. It's called entry number one. And he's, like, watched through some tapes, nothing there to find. And then I found this weird
0: clip. Yeah.
1: And the text on the screen tells us that this clip is not from the Marble Hornet's Set. It's from Alex's house. It appears
0: to be from Alex's house.
1: Yeah. Um, There's no audio on this for some unknown reason. Because when you work in film stuff, for some reason, you
0: always have your camera's mic turned off.
1: Um, The clip shows Alex with his camera in his front hallway. And he approaches the porch and looks out the window. And there is a figure, a tall figure in black with a pitch white face standing there. No facial details.
0: Just outside the door, but facing away from the house.
1: Yep. Um, this is the first sighting of Slenderman in the series, and starts to lay the groundwork for some of the Slenderman folklore outside of the series.
0: Ooh, spooky.
1: And that's the end of the first episode.
0: And then the next one, we have audio on.
1: Yep, this is entry number
0: two. And the film quality is higher, so it must be done with a different camera.
1: Yeah, this tape, we're told, likely takes place before the first entry because...
0: Just an assumption made by the other guy... He has no idea. It's not organized.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Alex is in his car, and he's driving out, out on the highway.
0: And talking.
1: And he's just, yeah, he's describing this encounter with a really tall guy who was just standing on the side of the road under a streetlight.
0: Yeah, he was out walking his dog, Rocky. The dog got upset when the got near the guy. So he just kind of booked it home, and then he decided, you know, the guy was creepy, and my dog freaked out. Let's get in the car. Turn on the camera and drive back and see if he's still there.
1: Yep, and this camera apparently was being used for shooting something earlier in the day because Alex basically says he's only got a couple couple minutes left on the tape, but he's just trying to see what he can find out here. He pulls up to the streetlight where he saw this figure. He gets out of his
0: vehicle, says that there's nothing there.
1: And then the tape suddenly cuts blank. Yeah. That's the end of the first two episodes of Marble Hornets. Yeah, so uh,
0: what are your thoughts on it then, Josh?
1: Um, these two episodes don't make me want to watch it. Yeah, very much the same. That said, I, I, I'm i going to watch it. I literally haven't been watching it because I wanted to save it for...
0: I'm a, I'm not going to watch it. It doesn't interest me. Its content doesn't interest me. The very thing it's about just annoys the fuck out of me because I was exposed to it so much because, of course, when I was in fucking junior high, I was around all the fucking girls who obsessed over this bullshit, and I never heard the fucking end of it.
1: Oh, and it was annoying. On the upside, another girls in your class murdered one of their friends... Over Slenderman. That we know of. Yeah. I will probably go back and watch this, though. Um, Not because these two episodes were good, because, like, the legacy around Marble Hornets is kind of iconic now, and has a cultural significance to it, especially within, like, creepypasta and horror communities, and I enjoy creepypasta, and this is kind of, like, the big daddy of creepypasta.
0: Fuck culture.
1: (laughs) I mean, yes. You, an uncultured swine, would say that.
0: Damn yeah, i right I would.
1: You want to move on to the next one? Yes, the next one is actually my favorite. It's really well done. Um, I think I said it, but I just want to be clear before we move on. Marvel Hornets is from 2009. Yes. Okay. The next series we're looking at is from 2017.
0: It's dope. The camera work is wonderful. The Just the way that it's shot is great. You, you
1: want to give them the title before you
0: continue? No. They don't get the title. They're not allowed to watch this. This is mine now.
1: Okay, this series is called The Looksee, and it's by Crypt TV. If you want to watch it yourself, you can go to YouTube and search up either Crypt TV or if you just type in Looksee, L O O K S E
0: E. Apparently, their different seasons follow different creepy monsters.
1: And they have different stuff on their channel yeah. all together. I just know I've heard of it before, I haven't actually paid attention. So, this first one is Episode One The Wedding Hand. Yes. Oh. Yeah,
0: obviously. Did you well, not catch that? No, no, no.
1: That? The next title, next one's titled kind of fills in what we were wondering about okay um so this one starts with a man sitting facing a wall away from us with holes bored through his skull where his eyes should be yep we, we had no context for him ever at all
0: now he just looks like he made one of the evil superman's angry so he yeah. lost just yeah 100 yeah, just well, someone was like well,
1: vision it, through your face it could, it could have been homelander not superman no. you wouldn't even have to make homelander angry you just have to be in the wrong place at the wrong time Yeah, I guess. Anyways, um, we immediately cut to a woman running into a bathroom in a panic. Yes,
0: and she is kicking in stall doors.
1: Yep, looking in the stalls, seeing if there's anybody in the bathroom, and then she hides in a stall.
0: And closes the door.
1: And when she closes the door, we see graffiti on the wall.
0: Well, on the back of the door. Yeah, on the door. And it says, if you yourself cannot release, then it will come to take a piece.
1: You know, horror rhymes.
0: Yeah, everyone knows if you're in some weird horror world, you're going to find some rhyming passage about something somewhere.
1: And if you do... It definitely tells you exactly what you need to do.
0: Yeah, it might be a bit cryptic, but you should
1: do what it says. So the camera does hover hover over that cryptic little poem for a moment, giving us time to read it, and kind of showing us how significant it is.
0: Yes. And then we see her looking worried and panicked and questioning it while she's fiddling with a wedding band on her finger.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, she's fiddling with that wedding band, she has a flashback, and it's her in bed with what we can assume is her husband. Her significant other, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then she goes stands over the toilet with the ring and acts like she's going to drop the ring in the toilet. Yes. And then we hear
0: a bit of a thump and she turns to look at the wall of the stall Mm -hmm. and we see two shoes peeking out underneath. Yep. Like, directly into her stall from the stall next to
1: hers. Like, if you were going to put your shoes this far underneath somebody's stall, you are pressed right up against the fucking wall. Yeah, your face is right against that stall wall. And so she kind of climbs over the toilet um, to peek over the top to see who it is. When she peeks over the top, There's nobody there. The stall door is open.
0: There's no one there. So she kind of like looks relieved and steps down. And then she looks at the stall door. And the shoes are right there. And she glances up. And we see a head slowly start to peek. No, no, no. First, we see these hands with really pale fingers with long black fingernails in red gloves slowly perch on top of the door. Then a head slowly rise up with flesh all over it except for its mouth. There's no eyes. And it looks like the flesh has been applied in patches.
1: It's kind of Yeah, it's kind of patchwork. And she freaks out at this, obviously, like any sane human being would. And then this thing, the look-see, um, reaches under the stall and grabs her by the legs. From these really, really weird proportionate angles, that makes it seem like its arms are gigantic. Which, why the fuck
0: not? It's a monster, so.
1: Mm-hmm. And she struggles with it, drops the ring, and manages to pick the ring back up, throw it in the toilet, and the toilet flushes it away. Yeah.
0: Um, another thing that leads to the weird anatomy of this monster, though, is as it's pulling her, we see some flesh tones start to peek out through the middle, and it appears its head is all the way down by its feet, and its feet are still straight on.
1: Mm-hmm. But when she drops the ring in the toilet, and the toilet flushes, it
0: lets go of her. Which I don't know how the toilet flushes. It was not an automatic toilet. It had a handle. She drops the ring, and it flushes. I don't know. She
1: might have hit the handle off screen. Be like, we don't. Yeah, see it, it was off screen. But we see a lot of that struggle. She there. had like, no slack, yeah. so I don't know. It's
0: questionable. And then when we see her again, she's still in front of the toilet on the ground.
1: Uh, it, so it lets go of her, and after the ring flushes, it appears that the look has vanished.
0: The stall door, there's nothing there. The stall door is open now, actually.
1: Mm-hmm. And she kind of sits down in front of the toilet, and where then, she's already sitting.
0: Yeah. And then when she glances back at the toilet, she puts her arm up on it, except it's not on the edge of the toilet. It's on the shoe.
1: Yeah, on the lid of the toilet now, because yeah. the toilet lid is down, and there's a shoe next to her arm.
0: No, she puts her arm directly on top of the shoe when she has to put her arm on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. And what do you know? The look-see's right there.
1: And she looks up and looks back at it. He smiles,
0: does a weird, like, chuckle, growl thing. And then we... It picks her up. Cuts
1: outside of the stall.
0: Her feet are pulled up off the ground. We don't
1: see her. And we hear some screams. Yep. We come back to... The the episode ends with us cutting back into the stall. And the first thing we see is her hand with a ring sitting in it. Her right hand with a ring sitting in it. Yes. Because her left hand is missing the ring finger. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So it seems.
1: And she's grotesquely postured in a macabre fashion on this toilet.
0: Yep. And then it cuts to, we see his face and he chuckles and then it says the look scene. and we get credits.
1: hmm That's the first episode of the look The Wedding Hand. And my
0: god, the camera work, the way it's edited, I love it. It is shot better than a lot of fucking actual horror movies I've seen.
1: Yeah, and like, it actually got my chest pounding. Like, I don't think I was ever actually afraid because of the conceit. There wasn't enough setup. No, it does suspense well, Yeah, unlike so many shitty fucking movies. Also, the music is very, very good here. Yes, it's not enough to
0: directly capture your attention, but it does highlight everything really well.
1: Yeah, and this is honestly probably the best quality show we watched out of these four.
0: This is honestly probably one of the best quality shows we've watched in general for this entire show.
1: Yeah, there's a good chance.
0: That makes me kind of sad now that I think about it.
1: <laughs> so let's move on to episode two of the look Episode two is The Mistress's Mind. The Mistress Mind. Yes. Sorry. And this opens with a woman, another woman, in another bathroom. Yet again. Mm-hmm. And she's looking at a picture of a man, and now that I've pieced the title together with the episode... It's this blonde woman who looks vaguely like the blonde woman we saw in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a man posing with that woman And this woman's very upset She's obviously the mistress of this man though
0: mm-hmm. And when she turns the picture around
1: We get the quote from the first one, the little poem
0: Yeah If you yourself cannot release, then it will come to take a piece
1: And she rips the picture up All of it other than the man himself Well she literally just rips the
0: other woman out of the picture Yeah, and, crumbles, and then crumbles
1: pull, her up and throws her away
0: Throws her on the ground
1: mm, yes. And then she
0: puts the picture back up in the mirror Which I don't know how it's staying there Because it's like straight up against the mirror there's no double-sided tape on this thing or anything whatever it's she, not tucked into the edge of the mirror either so
1: she leaves the bathroom then and calls out for a man named daniel and is a little shocked that nobody's in the, the house with yeah
0: her. she notices that the front door is open so she goes out to have a look you know as you do when your doors are just randomly open you have the inkling in the background like something's fucked up but i have to go see what it is now mm-hmm. otherwise i'm just gonna be more weirded out
1: yep so she goes outside and she looks around and she looks upset, so I assume Daniel's car is no longer there or something. I would
0: think so. I don't know. And then she just shuts the door.
1: Yep. And sh- she hears something move behind her, and we see the look kind of walk through the kitchen.
0: Into a, into a hallway into her room.
1: Yep. And she hears that noise, but she doesn't see the look So she kind of assumes it's Daniel, calls out to him, and heads towards the sounds.
0: Well, yeah, but she also, as she starts heading there, a door opens to what mm-hmm. looks like a bedroom. Yeah, it looks like a so bedroom. So she calls out to him again, and she approaches.
1: And as she approaches, the fingers of the look-see do their little tap dancing on the door doorhead mm-hmm. as it slides its head out into view.
0: And it's only there for a brief second, and then it's gone.
1: And then she looks behind her, and the look-see is now behind her. Which I can't tell if it's just extremely proportionately tall, or if it's like spidered, or uh, if it's hanging. like spidered
0: up into the wall because. The height at which it is here seems different to the height that it has in the first one, where it's not tall enough to appear over the stall Mm -hmm. until it pulls itself up. Unless, of course, in that it was hunched, so it was hiding behind the stall, and its peaking was actually just standing up, in which case it should be tall enough to fit in this hallway. It's questionable. Monsters have weird anatomy. We already know its head can touch its fucking feet.
1: Or it could just be able to, like, augment itself. yeah. Yeah, stretch and maneuver itself. So when she, when she turns and looks, he's spidering up in this corner or hunched over or whatever, she turns and runs again and locks herself back in the bathroom.
0: Yes. And then it starts pounding on the door, which, I mean, mm. I was enjoying it more when it was suspensey and creepy, so.
1: Yeah. She tries to open the window in the bathroom that's above the tub, but yeah. she can't seem to get it open.
0: Which she does after staring
1: at the shower curtain for a moment, kind of
0: scared, then opens it. Nothing's there obviously. They still fucking pounding on the door.
1: Mm-hmm. And then she climbs into the bathtub itself and hides in the bathtub.
0: Closes the shower curtain, and then it, the sound of the door stops. And we see a, a shadow flicker across the shower curtain. hmm So she peeks her head out. There's fucking nothing. It's fine. The door is open, though.
1: Yep, the door is open. So she gets ready to get out of the tub, and the shower curtain abruptly closes in front of her. Well, before that,
0: we see the camera linger on the woman from the picture on the ground. hmm And then she leans forward to get out, and the shower curtain closes.
1: And we hear some more screaming. When the shower curtain opens, her head has been removed,
0: and she's sitting up, and then she falls down. Yep. Yeah, that is that episode. The show's good. If you don't notice, I actually really really like it. Fun fact, guys, I love horror stuff. I'm just constantly deeply disappointed in the way horror is done. That's why for horror books and video games where I can at least get more involved, so it has a chance to be scary. Whereas horror movies mostly are just, oh look, it's kind of creepy. Boom, random thing, jump scare.
1: I really yeah. like what I would consider good horror. Which I had to say preface with horror horror that I think is good. Not just horror people say is good. Because yeah. there was... Oh, what's the movie? Everybody said it was a ama- heredity. Heredity, heredity, <laughs> heredity? Hereditary? Yeah. People were like, oh, this movie is so great. And... Oh my god, was it so not? I really didn't like it. On the flip side, stuff like The Babadook or It Follows are Things like... Things that do suspense well. Are like in my tops of favorite horror movies of all time. And this show has a lot of that, like, suspense with the monster. I don't know if I like that the monster gets a kill in every episode. Well, it's only in the first two we see. It may not do it every time. But I I kind of like the idea that we're getting here behind it. The first woman, it takes her ring finger. Yeah. And we know from what the little rhyme says
0: about it that you have to release something or else it will come to take it from you. Yeah. And it seems to be, to us, we, we've come to the conclusion that, theoretically, this monster represents the ability to not let go of something from your past, not to move on, to linger on something that is mentally damaging you and holding you back.
1: Yeah, so, I th- like, I think, in a way, the monster itself may represent, like, suicide.
0: Maybe. Like, like... like at the very least, it represents... Something about your past lingering and affecting you currently. Which, by the way, in my opinion, all the best monsters and threats in horror movies—you don't have a black and white thing for what they are. You're not certain if it's completely real or if it's not. But it all should, in my opinion, and when it does, is at its best. Have something that it can relate to. This is that way you can question whether it's real. Or not.
1: This is why the Babadook is one of my favorite horror the monsters. Babadook,
0: it follows is a great monster because of it.
1: Well, the Babadook is like this representation of this family not being able to get over the loss of the, the father figure, yeah. and like the movie ends and the, the Babadook is still there, but like they've learned to live with the they've learned to live with the loss of this person. Yeah. Um, the movie
0: lights out, I think is what it's called. Um, creepy darkness family when it's dark people just like die and disappear i don't remember it's something that comes from the shadows it was a movie back in like 2016 i think that came out okay i don't know what this is i liked it up until the point when it was revealed that hey this weird creepy darkness that arguably might be the mother psychosis going after her own family mm-hmm. is apparently a ghost of a girl she was with in an orphanage who had you know the name i know the name i can't remember it Um, you can't go out in sunlight, your skin is really pale, you burn really easily, and it affects more women. So it's the whole vampire disease thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it affects the little girl so bad she bursts into flames one day when her parasol goes missing, and then she was only attached to this one girl, so she haunts her
1: for the rest of her fucking life. That seems highly unlikely. I don't hear how bad your porphyria is. And then your
0: children fight the thing with, like, fucking light bulbs because it hates light, and they're using, like, the UV light bulbs. Up until the point where we get that bullshit, it was actually really good. No one had any idea what the fuck was going on. We knew the mother was fucked up in the head. We knew she had a hard time connecting with their children. She was she had her own things going on, and she's like, "Here's this stupid explanation."
1: Yeah, I really have an issue when horror movies are going so well, But then they feel like they need to shovel. explain their fucking monster. Never explain your fucking monster. Stephen King stands on that. Just like that's one of his big points: is the evil should never be fully explained. Evil is evil because we can't explain it. Yeah. Anyway, you, you should hope
0: people can't understand true evil. Anyway. That, that's kind of a base premise behind it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, uh, tangent and horror horror stuff.
1: Anyways, let's move on to the third series in our Fright Flight. This is the series I was personally most excited for. It's Hi, I'm Mary Mary. The YouTube channel, if you want to watch this, is Hi, I am Mary Mary. All one word. And this is from 2016, although this has a new episode that just came out four months ago. So maybe it's still ongoing. It's hard to tell with these things sometimes. But this first episode is called Hello. Yes. And it starts with a cut of a woman's face and the words, hello, I'm Mary Mary. And this show seems to be told, at least in this first episode, through words on a screen in a similar manner to Marble Hornets.
0: Yes. And one of the first things we get besides the hello is, I don't know if anyone can see this, but I'm trapped in this house.
1: Yep. We get a bunch of exposition in this first episode. Yeah.
0: Um, there's a lot of different things that she's doing in the background, but none of it really matters. Mm-hmm. It's just exposition.
1: So what we know from this episode is she woke up in the house. About a week ago. Has very little memory of who she is. She has
0: movie amnesia where she can only remember her name.
1: Well, not just her name because she recognizes Yeah, yeah. She she says the only thing
0: she knows for certain is her name. And yeah. Other things seem familiar. Like she this reckoni- house might be her parents' place. She not Although hardly... there are
1: some differences that make it questionable. Yeah. So she remembers it well enough to remember to tell there's differences between what it should be and what it is. Yeah. Um, The doors that lead out of the house are all locked and the windows can't be broken well
0: she says they won't open it doesn't appear that they're locked because yeah, that's fair we see her use on multiple doors unlock it and the doorknob turns all the way but the doors don't want it yeah
1: open. the door won't open um, which
0: implies she's not locked in the house she's trapped in the house by still some dead. weird supernatural possibly thing
1: um like, like you said she doesn't really remember who she is and since she's arrived here she hasn't seen or met anyone And she's recording this on the camera she found in the house in order to kind of give herself something to do and keep herself occupied. Yes. She also apologizes here for not showing us her full face because she is shy.
0: Yeah. And we also learn that the internet works. Mm Mm-hmm. But she can't see anything anyone else posts.
1: And it's implied that nobody can see what she's posting. Or if they do, she just can't see their reply. Mm Mm-hmm. There is no audio in this episode, so... Well, throughout the majority of this episode, you pointed out something I didn't notice when we first watch through it what we really get here though is that this video is a plea for help she's trapped she doesn't know who she is she doesn't really know where she is
0: she doesn't even know if there's anyone out there out there being the real world of course yeah
1: and we also get a little bit of a premise here of what makes us a whore and not just a woman trapped in a house during the day nothing happens everything is fine cool but at night things are a little bit different and so we cut
0: tonight when she mentions that yep and, and we see her walking through the house, and yep, the mic is on this time.
1: Yep, apparently we do have audio now.
0: It's There's no actual sound for anything that's really happening. It's just a lot of white noise on it, and you can hear some thumps as she's walking. But other than that, that's all there is.
1: And then we see a, v- a woman in the house. She just appears out of nowhere. Yeah. And that's the end of this first episode.
0: The screen stutters, kind of fragments, and then we just have another black slide with words on it that says, I don't think I'm alone. Yeah. In which case, stop complaining like you were at the beginning. You said you were alone. No, no. Fucking liar.
1: Honestly, if you have internet and you can stream stuff and the other things we learned in the next episode, I don't know if this is such a bad thing other than the like ghost things that are around at night. That could be an issue, but the rest of this... Well, the
0: other issue is she may not be able to game at night because as we learn in the next episode, the lights don't always work. Lights, but... It implies that the electricity doesn't work.
1: No, the flashlights work, the, the flashlight, The flashlight's are one of the only thing that works.
0: The flashlight's and the camera thing's not hooked up to the house's electric grid.
1: She has, I, she has a laptop. Does she? At night? Is she using it at night? We don't see her using it, but you don't have to be plugged in to use a laptop unless your laptop is... Does she have a laptop? Unless your laptop is my laptop. I was wondering where she had a laptop. I thought I saw it in one scene. I might be wrong. Maybe. Whatever. Ignore that. So, then we have the next episode. It's episode two. It's entitled Dislikeness. And she, she the episode opens with her telling us that she's kind of learning how things work in this place, wherever it is. And the sound is on. Yep, we have audio here. Um, back, a background noise implies that there's a TV or yeah, something on. It's
0: a really low-level background sound, but it l- sound like some people are talking in the background.
1: And if there's nobody here, it has to be like a TV or a computer or something. Yeah. Um, so she pulls some peanut butter out of a cabinet. Yes. And then sets it down and closes the cabinet. Then
0: opens the cabinet, and yeah. the peanut butter is back in there. Yep. So the first thing she's learned is she won't starve. Also, we get here the possibility that in the future we may not be having things text on the screen because at the very beginning she goes to say something, kind of goes, uh, uh, and then closes her mouth mm-hmm. and doesn't say anything. Yep. Also, uh, when we see that, we only get part of her face, obviously.
1: So the next thing we learn is that the place has running water because we have the camera sitting outside the bathroom. And we can hear the shower running.
0: And she's singing. It mm-hmm. sounds like something from an opera. It does sound like an opera, Yes. And number two, she learns that she won't smell. Which to me implies more than just the water working, it implies that bathroom goods also replenish themselves.
1: Not necessarily. You could not smell if you just have running water in a shower.
0: I said it implies, and I hope because my god.
1: Yeah, so those are the first two things she learned. And the third one is sometimes at night the lights don't work. So we see her setting flashlights around the house.
0: Yeah, she's just walking around placing flashlights everywhere.
1: Honestly, a large portion of this episode is just spent with Mary being bored around the house. Yeah. Like it
0: starts raining and we just see her staring out the window and then she's just at the front door knocking repeatedly. Yeah. And it cuts here and there while she's knocking, so it appears that she's changed position and has been there for quite a fucking while.
1: Probably trying to get attention to somebody to let her out. Like Just watch something. Um she also says that she's been trying to figure out who she is and that she found a picture of herself here.
0: Yeah. When she's talking about that, she's going through like all kinds of books and stuff on a shelf.
1: Mm-hmm. And when she fa- says she found the picture, we get a black screen with the text, I don't look good in it, on the black screen. Yeah. Um, we go to the bathroom, and it's night outside. We can see out the window. Yeah. She's washing her hands, I think. Or brushing her teeth. I couldn't remember what she yeah. was doing. And then she drops something, and when she stands back up, a woman has appeared in the mirror. She's in a black dress, her hair is down, and
0: she's wearing one of those masks where it just looks like someone's done makeup. Mm-hmm. and you just put it over your own face.
1: And it's, it's not just, like, a black, like, gown or something, it's like... No,
0: it's uh, like, it's like the black dress. Yeah, like, you, you know what I mean, the black dress. Every woman, supposedly, according to sitcoms, has a the black dress.
1: Yeah, the one you wear out when you want to look sexy, and you're going out for something special. Yeah.
0: I assume sitcoms have lied to me. It's fine. You know what I mean.
1: Yep. Um, And... It's
0: just generic, evil, hysterical laughter coming from her.
1: And she's kind of voguing? Yes. Kind of?
0: Kind of, yeah. It looks like off-brand vogue.
1: But in in a glitchy manner, like it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and she's kind of cutting in and out, like mm-hmm. stuttering.
1: And then we cut to Mary out somewhere, either in a bed or on a couch, trying. It looks like she's in a bed, trying to sleep, but the laughter of the mirror woman is keeping her awake. And then we get another black screen with words on it, and this
0: one says, "She's so much prettier than me. I want to break all of the mirrors."
1: More particular, more specifically, though. In the bold white font that they use on this black screen, it says, I want to break all the mirrors. And, and in a I'm...
0: faint, like, dark gray, almost black, that thing where it's like, adjustable brightness level over your television so you can't see this, it says, she's so much prettier than me.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's the end of this episode. Um, so I, I want to watch all of this. I literally have been, like, sitting on this, trying to get you to watch it. Um, I'm going to watch all of this. That's, 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 that's as simple as it goes. Um... Now I'm gonna be honest with everybody listening. I like game theory and film theory and all of that stuff, and I both heard of Hi I'm Mary Mary and Looksie from film theory videos. So, while I don't remember anything about Looksie, like anything. I do remember a lot about Hi, Hi I'm Mary Mary, and I love the concept around this. I can't wait to binge it because, what you, what'd you figure out with this? What like what's your ideas? that's going on here? Shrug, shrug. Okay. Um. What do you think of Hi Mary Mary? It's
0: pretty good. Um. I mean, the woman in the mirror thing. Like, I understand this is all like self done. There's no fucking budget. Mm-hmm. So I can look past the my god that looks kind of bad level of it. Um. My biggest issue with that actually is just the overdone, overblown, evil, hysterical laugh.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: It. It just. I found it more amusing than I did scary
1: I mean it's important here that she's not just laughing for no reason she's specifically laughing at yeah no Mary. I know
0: I, yeah. I get the context of the okay. situation it's the fact that it's the evil hysterical overdone laughter
1: okay um can I share some the knowledge I have on hi I'm Mary Mary with you in the audience S- more spoiler than you normally get
0: spoiled audience
1: okay so here's why I'm super excited about watching hi I'm Mary Mary Obviously, this woman is trapped in this house. Yeah, and obviously, this is all psychological horror, psychological horror in her own head, right? Oh yeah, that was that's-
0: obvious because I thought it was just haul a chapter named anagnorisis. Yeah, so which is, for those of you out there, I'm I have mispronounced that word. I have butchered it. Agnorosis. Agnorosis. Yes, it's when a character in a play or a book or novel or a show realizes an important truth about someone else or themselves in the context of what's going on. So whether that's that person's crazy, I'm crazy. Oh, fuck. I'm a character in a
1: show. Yeah. So, with I Am Mary Mary, all of the monsters in the house with her are all in her own head. They're aspects of herself. Though. Yeah. Like, they're no. issues that she's dealing with.
0: Like- no, that was obvious with the fact that she didn't like herself in the picture. And then this thing is taunting her in the mirror. Mm hmm. And the first one we have no context for because it just appears. Yes. And obviously, because I fucking saw one word and I recognized the word and had a vague idea of what it meant, and then refroid myself for checking the definition of a word before we ever started. I already knew all the shit was going to be in her head. Yeah, so... But I'd also already been on the, on the assumption it was all going to be in her fucking head, because a lot of good horror, it's all in someone's fucking head.
1: So, like, that's what the show centers around. Like, it's around this idea that these monsters are all things that she's dealing with in her own head.
0: I mean, I like the idea that potentially this house is her own fucking mind palace, where she's retreated.
1: It's highly potential, but there's also implications throughout the series that the house is representation of a rehab clinic. Yeah, that's possible. I like um, Mind is more, though. Well, it's because there's a lot of implications that she's a drug addict, and that mm. um, she, the, these are facets of herself that both drove her to do drugs and have gr- grown from the okay, use yeah. of drugs. Um, it's, I just can't wait to binge it all. I've been super excited about watching this for um, a year, maybe more.
0: Okay, so we're done with that, guys. And uh, in case you scrubbed not far enough... Or too far I'm gonna repeat that again Okay We're done with that now guys On to
1: The last one we did Which is Our last spooky stories For tonight Is going to be Post content That's all one word And this is A YouTube horror series That started in 2019 And it's kind of all done In the vein of A vlogger That's the basic Mm -hmm. idea Yeah So This first episode opens
0: In this room That is Really just Horribly unorganized there's a cabinet with doors open, some clothes on it, all kinds of shit on top. Yeah, it's one of those- Several pl- trash bags. But it's
1: like one of those plastic file cabinets.
0: It looked like a cheap wood one. Uh. It, it looked like it was made of cheap wood. It was white, but it wasn't, like, see-through. And it, it looked like- The drawers were see-through, so- No, they weren't. Okay,
1: well. It looked like a shitty wood filing cabinet. And then the floor is all like, covered in, like, trash bags, it looks like. I would say a tarp, but when we get a better view of it, it does look double
0: layer, like someone just taped all kinds of fucking trash bags
1: down. Mm-hmm. And we open and the man holding the camera is claiming that this door just opened Yeah And he's like, fucking ghosts, am I right?
0: Yeah So and he's walking over the door to go close it
1: And when he looks out at the door, he, we can actually see like this head covered in some like a mask Well, we
0: can't even really talk to head to with. It's yeah. a vague white shape with like some black
1: lines on it And it's just like twitching Yeah And he's like, should I turn on the lights or something? Maybe it'll go away so, so
0: he walks over to his computer
1: One of his two computers
0: Yeah, I mean, to the laptop The other yeah. one's a screen Desktop, above yeah. it And he hits a space bar to stop some music he's playing
1: Yep And then he goes back to the door Which is now wider open And he reaches out the door to turn on the lights But then a ghost well, No, no,
0: he turns on the lights
1: yeah, turns on, yeah. And when he turns to the left,
0: immediately The ghost is there, it's a guy in a black outfit With the weird... To me, it looks like a paper mache mask.
1: I have no idea what that mask was supposed it's to be. It's
0: white, and then there's black lines down it,
1: and it's all tilted towards, towards one side. And so he grabs the door and pulls it shut, and he walks away and he goes, nope. nope. <laughs> Which was actually...
0: The best part about all of this is just how blasé he is to it. He's just like,
1: nope. And you already mentioned it, but his mess, his room is a mess. No, like... it, it seems like he's kind of been trapped in it for a while. Yeah. And so the episode ends with him going back to his, compu- his actual desktop, turning back, on the, turning back on the music he was listening to, which is a YouTube video entitled Relaxing Music for Stress Relief. Yeah. And you can see us ticking out on the top right corner that says,
0: life is an ice cream.
1: Which becomes relevant in the next yeah. episode. And I ice
0: think. cream is all caps, which implies importance to the term ice cream. I don't know if it will have long-term import- importance or not.
1: So that's episode one, and um, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. The nope was funny Oh, I forgot to tell you the title Did you know what the title of this one is? No Post-content episode 1's title is Another Shitty Night Okay I don't
0: think it's horrible I enjoy it more than So far than I did the fucking Marvel Hornets And I at least appreciate that it That he's blasé about it Like, apparently this has been going on for a while The fact that he's blasé about it Adds a context to it
1: Yeah, it kind of like frames it as This has been a thing he's been dealing with Yeah So, we move on to episode two, which is entitled easy-go.solutions.2018.1080.webrip. Yes. And and
0: importantly, the thumbnail is an ice cream cone.
1: Yep. And this episode, it opens on a laptop. open
0: Sitting on a chair.
1: Yep. And the chair is open and the laptop is open. And it, it looks vaguely. You can't
0: really see the background. It's not focused on it. But the background doesn't look like his
1: room. I got the the exact difference of that. It looks similar to his room. The walls are still white. The floor is still covered in some type of trash bag. It feels like this might be... But it seemed way too open. It seemed like there was much, much more room there. It feels like this could be the corner of the room we never saw in that first video.
0: I mean, that implies he's like a fucking much larger room. Maybe. In one corner of it. Like, the dimensions of the entire room are fucking off for one corner.
1: But the video is just playing on this chair and there's the video is a relaxation video one of those videos that's supposed to like help calm you and center you and give you a mantra yes but honestly this video has super negative connotations for the first half it's like your mind is an ocean the waves are your thoughts so stay stay on on land land. will you like jesus christ nobody wants you thinking fuck you it doesn't say
0: that directly but it says so stay on land
1: and then everyone knows how it feels to feel undesirable many fail to see the easy solution Basically, go kill yourself right now. You're undesirable. Nobody wants you to fucking die.
0: Or, you know, that's just you, and that's what you believe the easy solution is.
1: No, I mean, because it stops there before it goes on to the next sentence. Like, Yeah. The,
0: I, I understand the what, easy solution. I, I, no, no, I understand what you're saying. I was just saying.
1: This <laughs> it definitely has this negative connotation around it. Like, yeah, I know.
0: I definitely think it does. And then it continues on saying, yesterday's energy is spent. It's gone. It's history. It
1: specifically mentions something like the negative energy of yesterday, like the bad energy from the day before. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. It's gone. You can move on from it. It's past you. It is behind you now. Keep moving. But if you catch yourself slipping, remember,
0: life is an ice cream. Enjoy it before it
1: melts. And that's this entire episode. That's all of episode two.
0: It's like 55 fucking seconds long.
1: Obviously, the, the main character from the first episode has watched this video before. Yes. That's why he has the post-it note that says life is an ice cream.
0: Or he made the video.
1: That's fair, too. The background music for the motivational m- movie
0: thing is rather similar to the relaxing music he was listening to at the beginning. So he could be listening to the relaxing music because it reminds him of the video, or he was sourcing sounds for the video. That's fair. Don't know. We need to watch more of this, and
1: I'm not going to do that. I'm more likely to watch more of it than I am, marble. So that's that brings us to the end of post-content. Um, I want to run through all four of these real fast and get an idea of where... where of whether or not you would watch more more of them or not Marble Hornets more? no look absolutely hi I'm Mary Mary possibly post-content more likely than marbles
0: less likely than everything else
1: okay for me I'm gonna rewatch I'm Mar- gonna watch all of Marble Hornets for me I'm gonna watch all of Marble Hornets look-see I'm definitely gonna watch that entire season of Crypt TV I don't know if I'm gonna watch other stuff I think done. it
0: depends on the next
1: season's how they're displayed yep, yep. Hi I'm Mary Mary uh, I am super obsessed with Hi Mary Mary I can't wait to binge it
0: Post content
1: I have no interest in ever watching another episode of post content ever
0: I think it's already more enjoyable than fucking Marble Hornets bud
1: I think it's got a more like intriguing setup than Marble Hornets 100% yep. But Marble Hornets has more cultural relevance And has become a pinnacle of what creepypasta is I feel
0: like I highlighted my thoughts on this earlier What were they? Fuck culture.
1: That that's what
0: it was. Yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah, that was this year's fright flight. Thank you guys for listening, and tune back in ten days when we release the next. Well, our next copilot's review, which if
0: you It'll like, be the, something. If
1: you like the last one, I I, I assure you, this next one should, is going to be for you too. Indeed. And if you want to reach out to us, you can contact us on Twitter at Co-Pilots Review. or by email at
0: copilotsreview@gmail.com. Or you can find our website at copilotsreview.simplecast.com, where you can also find the link to our Discord, which I don't think we've really mentioned as much in our other interstitials. On our Discord, we
1: do have an area for
0: you people to ask us questions.
1: Or for you to submit show ideas for us to watch. so
0: if you have something you want us to watch, or you want to ask us questions, which we will answer your questions during interstitial stuff, because no matter what we're doing, these aren't long episodes, we can squeeze in a few at the end no matter what, obviously. Or if you don't have Discord, don't know how to join Discord, you don't want to fuck with Discord, you can email us any questions you have, whether they're about a show, a thing you want us to watch, or just about stupid
1: random shit, we'll answer it. And while we're sitting here shilling for ourselves, I would also like to ask any of you to, if possible, leave a review on your podcast listening advice of your choice, and preferably a five-star review. But we'll definitely we'll give any reviews a shout-out on these interstitial episodes, and thank you for them.
0: But I will say five stars, or it doesn't matter.
1: That's not true. That's
0: how review systems work.
1: Three stars and four stars are good feedback ratings. One stars they're, and two stars they're are good, just upsetting. They're good feedback ratings, but they don't catapult us to more viewers. That's that's true. But one, but just unless you absolutely hate us, just don't leave us one one or two star reviews. Anything else is, I, I'll be okay with.
0: I won't. You can do better than that.
1: It's not hard to click five. Five is pretty easy to click on, guys. You just listen to to forty five minutes of us ramble. You sure can just click five stars.
0: It's a lot easier than listening to us ramble. Trust me.